Welcome in, you were listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Before we rip into it, I'd like to ask you a favour that should only take you five seconds. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, please give this a like and even a subscribe. That will ensure that this content ends up in front of more people and they get a chance to improve their financial literacy. And then hopefully we can have a better economy and a better country and people that are happier and less stressed about their finances. Mikey, good to see you as always. Sheesh, one of the most popular topics. This one really hit a chord with people, <clears throat> it eh? It did, yeah. it did. Now, it was an article we did uh, a read over recently, and it was called, Is Being Wealthy Just a Matter of Mindset? And we didn't name the person, mm-hmm. and someone actually messaged me and said, oh, can I get a link to that? Now, a couple of days later, there was a article, How to Be a Rich Boy. Which is a rebuttal piece from a different media outset and a different writer. Yeah. A different opinion writer. And I said to Mikey, well, there was a lot of interest in that podcast. It got 900 downloads in three days, if that, I think. And I said, it would only be fair Mm. to go through and have a look at the next piece that's come out. This is quite a grunty article. Mm. You can tell there's a, uh, the person writing it really doesn't like rich people. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I... Unlike the last one, when you told me we were doing this, I went and read it yeah, and had a bit of a read. You've got some notes for us over there. A little bit. So do you want to just go through the first part? I'll read it. About, yep. And we can pull out the main points. Yep, we'll do. Is being wealthy just a matter of mindset? That's the headline that greeted stuff readers a few days ago. An intriguing question, but the answer, of course, is no. Mm-hmm. To save you the trouble of reading whoever's uh, advice or books, I thought I'd give you a free guide to being rich. It won't guarantee your wealth, but it sure will give you a head start. I'd carefully read every piece of advice from every guy, Casco Caution, and Lad Snow, and they all say basically the same thing. I'd never heard of those people. Apologies if I would have pronounced them wrong. Work hard, take risks, be bold. I get it. Everyone wants to feel special. And the super rich, wealthy, wealth hoarders of the world especially have main character syndrome. They truly believe their rich because they're uniquely talented. This mistaken belief is constantly reinforced for them by syncophants, I don't even know what the fuck that is, man, I should have done English in seventh form, (laughs) who believe in the myth of trickle-down economics. It might even be psychophants, I don't even know, what the hell, I'll define that at some stage. Even those of us battling post-COVID brain fog foe know the truth, though. If hard work was behind wealth, the richest person in the world would probably be a solo mum who works three jobs. The reality is the best way to become ultra rich is to do the following. Oh, beautiful. We're going to get the answers, mate. Yep, that's cool. Do you want me to get into the answers or please you want me to do. pause here? Yep, please do. Okay. So the first thing you want to do is be white. Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm offended. <laughs> you want to be white. Yep. So that is a good way to be rich. Compared to the average hourly pay rate of white European men, Pacifica men earn 22.9% less. Middle Eastern, Latin American and African men earn 19% less. Maori men, seven, uh, 16.7% less. And Asian men, 10.8% less. It literally pays to be a white man. Mm-hmm. Do you want to touch on that? or? Um, oh, yeah. Yep. It literally pays to be a white man, but it didn't say be white man. It says 
be white, but, but I guess we'll carry on reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, next one. <laughs> just on this, very quickly, I just want to put something in here. I've never seen a business owner come to me and say, hey, mate, just want to let you know I got a grant. What did you get that for? Oh, um, yeah, there's a fund for European business owners. Oh, okay, cool. But I have had calls. Oh, hey, we got this allocation. Uh, it's for Māori and Pacifica businesses, etc. And that's okay. Mm. So I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but it's just a, like, because I, I carved up that last article being like, don't let people tell you what you can or can't have. So again, before we even go through the rest of these, be very careful what you let be your reason of why you can't have the things you want in life. Yeah, I've just got like a few mates and stuff that are like Pacifica or, or Māori or whatever. Um, and like when they get told that kind of stuff, they find it a bit embarrassing. Like that's the, that's the part I see. I know like there's actual data for like the lowest socioeconomic parts of the country uh, in proportionately like Pacifica or whatever. Um, but like, hmm, yeah, I know. I, I guess that's what skews that data. Well, data doesn't lie, mate. Yeah. Be white, okay? So if you're out there and you're white, you should be happy. And if you're not, well, this article is telling you that you're less likely to become wealthy. There you so, go. So, so you have to figure out what you're going to do about that. Then you could be a man. Mm-hmm. Wahini Māori and Pacifica women earn 23 and 24% less compared to the average hourly rate of white European men. Asian women earn 17.4% less and white European women earn 11.9% less. Women in the group labelled other ethnicity, according to the Strategic Pay Report, earn 22% less. Seriously, gender and ethnic pay gap equates to 17.6% in lost earnings. It's enormous and we've become so used to this gap that we barely talk about it anymore. So be a man is the next part. So if women are that much cheaper to hire, why aren't all employees women? Fair. Like we should just only hire women if it's cheaper because then you'd have more profit margin. That's an argument. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not how it works, is it? No. And I don't know how that works. But also... I hear a lot of people talk about it though. Men have been in the workforce for longer, right? Is that true? Like, I think that's true. That's what I get told. Yeah, women only came into the workforce like heavily, uh, probably in like the seventies and eighties. And a lot of women um, will get a job now. Where back in the day, like they they wouldn't just like wasn't the thing to do. And I'm I, again, it's not right wrong, but then if you had more men making money earlier mm. to then build up wealth well, then naturally wouldn't they have more wealth? So I don't know if that's been factored into this. But anyway, be white, be a man. I'm fucking killing it, mate. Like, I'm absolute at this, two at this rate. I'm, I'm two ticks. <laughs> I get given money for being daddy's special boy. Fuck, I failed on this one. Let's see how we go. You know the best way to make money? Get given it by your dad. Easy peasy. And then don't pay tax on it. Half the world's billionaires have lived in countries with no inheritance tax on their wealth that they passed on to their kids. According to a report by the Institute for Policy Studies, who even knew that the Institute of Policy Studies existed? America's richest families have not only increased their wealth by billions in the last year, they have worked hard to ensure the system supports its exponential growth in future too. 
Chuck Collins, co-author of the report, said, if the system is functioning as it should, we should not see the wealth accelerating over generations. It should be dispersing. It's no different in Aotearoa. We have no inheritance tax. A landmark 2018 OECD report recommended that countries levy both a capital gains tax and an inheritance tax, but it was ignored. So go for it, Daddy. Okay, so I looked up this one, um, and... There were so many articles that I didn't... Oh, I'm going to get in trouble because I didn't bring like the source of the article that I yeah, read it we'll, in. We'll trust you. Yeah, but they, they were had like multiple studies, right? And <laughs> what is written in here is one study that, that's fine, but it seems massively wrong when I looked it up. So this will blow your mind. So intergenerational wealth. 90% of family business and... Wealth is evaporated, as in gone to zero, by the end of the third generation. Wow. So 3% of generational wealth, and the way that this person, this article was talking about it, was to the value, adjusting for inflation, over $30 million. 3% makes it through to the fourth generation. If you're concerned about that, like, uh, another part that I found is, this was as of the beginning of the pandemic, so we all know that lots of people made lots of money in the pandemic. Just so everyone knows, a lot of that's evaporated now. Mm. Like you can't keep using that because literally, like like fifty trillion has vanished around the world in wealth. But anyway, um, as of those with a net worth above thirty million dollars US dollars around the world, sixty eight percent of that group above 30 million in net wealth are self-made, not passed down. Interesting. Started I remember reading from, this stat, actually. Started yeah. from Nothing. on their own without a gift from dad. There's a so, stat that basically if you inherit money, that's it's likely to be gone in three years' time. If you win lotto, same thing. Because you haven't acquired the skills to get the money. Yeah, well, what I found out is that we should actually feel sorry for these rich people because all they do is lose it, which mm. means that what... This article is saying that you're reading, it's a terrible way to get rich because you end up broke. Yeah, I don't want to get money from de- being daddy's special boy. Yeah, looking at these numbers, like you're, if it gets past you, like you've, you've got a way better chance of making it on your own. Um, and then you've also got a way better chance of keeping it because 97% of all intergenerational wealth evaporates. And let's remember that we were going to introduce a capital gains tax in New Zealand or it was on the table and Labor said we will not be doing that. Mm-hmm. The next one, get the bank to give you more money to buy houses. Oh, I've heard of this one. This happens in New Zealand. I'm hey, sure of easy, it. Easy, easy. <laughs> if you've given up on getting a mortgage because proof you've paid rent for 20 years without ever missing it is apparently not enough for the bank, you're not alone. Thanks to changes to the triple CFA, many people I know can't borrow. That's just anecdotal. That's just anecdotal though. It's probably your growth mindset that's at fault. So she's taking a piss out of the other uh, Mm. article. We're just not thinking rich enough. House prices were at record highs in 2022, increasing by 20.5% over the previous year alone. 2022, wasn't that 2021? Whatever, yeah. Yeah, okay. As reported on stuff, according to CoreLogic's affordability figures, in the first quarter of 2004, the national house price to income ratio was 4.9. It took an average of 6.5 years to save for a deposit. Uh, Graham Fowler, who wrote the original books and stuff that this lady who wrote the article about interviewed, he of the wealth mindset brought his first rental property in the 80s when house prices were two to three times the annual median income. Today, average house prices are more than 10 times the annual median household income. Mm. 
CoreLogic's most recent figures put the national house price to income ratio 8.3. That's on average 11.1 years to save for a deposit. Mm. Pretty cooked. You've got to swap 11.1 years of work to get a house deposit. Yeah, fuck, just rent. Sorry. Uh, but instead of... <laughs> But instead of doing that, just think positively and buy multiple houses using the passive income of sky-high rent on your investments to cover your mortgage. Don't rent, obviously, as our national median weekly rent remains at an all-time high. Like, she's clearly taking the piss out of this person. So, I mean, look, we know that we have a problem in New Zealand where we've let wealth be accumulated by property to the point where a lot of people are fucked off, right? Mm. And again, we could have introduced capital gains tax. We didn't. We've got stealth ones in different ways. Yeah, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think that would have made any difference. But people did love this back in the 80s, the 90s, etc. going like, get a rental property, then get yeah. another one, get another one, get another but one. the excessive growth comes from the leverage, not from continuously selling them and paying tax on the gain. Yeah. So it would have happened anyway with a capital gains tax. So then the next point, oh, it's a big article, don't have a disability or a child with a disability or a loved one with a disability. Yeah. Okay. Before I even read this, which I haven't, this makes sense, right? Because you probably, that's going to be very hard. Of course. People with disabilities are often disproportionately poor. They are more likely to become poor, and when poor, are more likely to stay that way. According to statistics in New Zealand, disabled children and children in households where someone is disabled are more likely to be in poverty, according to nine, the nine child poverty measures, measures used in Aotearoa. A recent review of the literature on poverty and disability found that people with disabilities in 10 countries face larger extra costs of living compared to people without disabilities. These costs can range widely for an estimated US, uh, basically 1200 bucks to $7,000 per year. Now, like this is a no-brainer, right? Because our, our society isn't really, it's set up around mm. non-disabled people. And I, I don't mean to be offensive, but that's, you know, you, you want to, you, you end up with a disability, you're in a wheelchair, well, shit, your house wasn't built with a ramp, mm. but now it needs one. Yeah, well, then yeah. there's a cost, right? For so sure. I mean, there's... That makes sense. That's a 100% fact, that part of it, I mm. think. Mm. No, I think... No one would disagree with that. Yeah, and that's where I think, like, if you have a disability mm. or a condition or whatnot... Um, like, because people will message me from this lens sometimes, and I'm like, hey... Like this, this information probably isn't for you. Then, you know, like you can still learn from this, but it's not. It's not saying directly to you that fucking go out and get a side hustle. And they're like, I can't do that, mate. You, you know, you're a fucking moron. That's not. And it's like, okay, like the, yeah. I wasn't recording this, being like, <laughs> so if if I had a disability or whatnot, I'd be trying to stay into a niche and go like, okay, what are other people in that space doing? to learn from them rather than general information going and then getting real triggered by it, firing up, being like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, I've got ADHD or something. It's like, fuck, I did not make this video thinking that, you know, um, dear you who has ADHD, you should do all these things. Like, that's not possible for me. The next one, don't pay tax. Fuck, that'd be good. Mm, imagine. According to Oxfam, only four cents in every dollar of tax revenue came from wealthy or wealth taxes. Not only that, tax rates for wealthy individuals and corporations have globally uh, been cut dramatically. The top rate of personal income taxes so in, in so-called rich countries fell from 62% in 1970 to 38% in 2013. Oxfam says in some countries such as Brazil, the poorest 10% of society are now paying for a higher proportion of the incomes in tax than the richest 10%. Um, what, what that... Argument is, is they're that arguing about like well, like super wealth tax, right? Or, or tax. that people will say tax divided by income 
is like a larger percentage for people who earn a lower amount of money compared to people who earn more. Can I just say something? Here we go. I thought you might. I just want to explain this to people because I actually talked to someone about this the other day and they didn't know and I thought it was normal to know this. So let's take Jeff, Jeff Bezos, right? Before he stood down, let's say he's the CEO. He, he takes a, I don't know, $5 million, $10 million salary per year. But he's worth $200 billion, right? So he's getting paid 10 mil, but he's worth $200 billion. And everyone's like, you need to tax his wealth. You need to tax his wealth. You, like billionaires need to pay more tax. His, his net worth is $200 billion, but it's not liquid. Mm. It's ownership in a company that he created. That would be like saying you're taxing me for Guardian Smith when it's just a sitting entity that I work under. You can't tax someone like that. Now, where you can tax someone and where the tax system does work and it did work is when Jeff Bezos comes along and goes, I'm going to sell 100 billion shares out of my Amazon stock. So I've now I've only got $100 billion left and I'm going to liquidate it and put $100 billion into cash. And funnily enough, Elon Musk did this a couple of times. And last year, he did it in a big way. He sold some Tesla stock and he paid the most tax of any human in history. So the billionaires do get taxed. You can't hate them on the wealth that they've created. Like Jeff Bezos invented a company where you click a button and fucking food turns up at your door, mm. or a book, or an audio book, or like a, mod- a radio control plane, or a motorbike. Like he is providing a lot of value, but you can't tax without liquidating what he owns. So stop whinging about it because it's not how it works. Go learn about how it works before you whinge about it. I don't understand why people always bang on about American billionaires. Like with these arguments, when Kiwis are like, "Oh, wealthy, dude, like people don't pay their tax," and then all their examples of fucking like American people, I'm like, well, our billionaires stay super quiet, mate. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what's the, what's America got to do with you? But they've like they've found a narrative they want to hold on to, mm-hmm. or a reason that their life's not that great, or whatever. And so then it's like, oh, but here's my examples, and you're like, well, yeah, we live in New Zealand, um, yeah. But anyway, okay, let's yeah. carry on. Be rich already. Did you know two-thirds of new wealth amassed since the start of the pandemic went to the richest 1%? Money printing. How's that for a growth mindset? The 2023 Oxfam report, as reported by The Guardian, found that for every $1 of new global wealth earned by a person in the bottom 90% in the past two years, each billionaire gained roughly $1.7 million. Despite small falls in 2022, the combined fortunes had increased by $2.7 billion a day. If you're rich already, I mean, remember when everything goes the other way, yeah, as exactly. it has been, it will be... Yeah. <laughs> it's vanished already. If you're rich already, you can be as bold as you like because you're not starving. You're not terrified you'll be evicted because your landlord increased your rent again despite the fact that they won't ever notice the difference. Just being rich makes you richer. The report found that a rich investor in the 75th percentile of wealth distribution who invested $1 in 2004 would have yielded 1.5 by the end of 2015. That's a return of 50%. But an investor in the top 0.1% would have yielded 2.4 on the same invested dollar, a return of 140%. It's almost like the ultra-rich will always get richer and the poor will always get poorer, and we will never exit this exploitative, murderous cycle without upending the system or its growth mindset. 
So, I think the... Is there more there? I hope not, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to subscribe to this shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Before I, you go on a ma- massive rant, mate, I just want to say there's a difference between having a lot of money and having a fucking really wealthy type mind and being like, you know, I'm not, I'm not on the rich list, but I think I'm rich. I'm fucking happy. I have a great life. I can do the things I want to do. I think and, I'm uh, wealthy, man. Yeah. And, and I think that. And I believe that. And then I meet someone that's got way more cash than me and I'm not like, oh, man, this sucks. I'm like... Fucking good on you, bro. Like, whatever. Like, I think where she hasn't captured, like, quotation, the growth mindset. Okay, so, like, this is kind of what happened to me, right? So, like, <laughs> in my mind, it's like looking back and making sure you're learning along the way so you can capitalise it on, in on, a, on the future. So, like, I studied 2008. I was like, next time it comes, we're on. Then COVID came around, and admittedly, I shit the bed a little bit and didn't get in fully, mm. but... Then I was like, okay, the market's going mean. So I bought up like trail books, like mortgage business is obviously going to go well if the market's booming. I bought a property and did good. So I learned and then when the shit came along and the opportunity came up, I had thought about it and what I'd do and put a plan in place. Like if you think like this and just blame everything, you'll never think of those things and then you'll be stuck. Man, I was about to read it out again. So you're white. Like, if you're not, okay, so you're not, right? You're, you're not white. You're not a man. You don't get given money from your dad. You, the bank don't give you money for houses. And you don't, you, yeah, let's ignore the disability thing because I think that's like a bit of a random thing to put in there. You have to pay taxes and you're not rich already. What that's basically saying to you is that you're statistically less likely to be getting wealthy like, or, or whatever. But, like... Of course, like, you're not going to be wealthy if you just accept yes. those facts, though. Yeah. If you decide, like, well, I'm a young black woman and I have to pay tax mm. and it's hard for me to get a bank loan at the moment, but I want to have a crack. I'll never, I'll never be wealthy. I'll never be rich. Yeah, but if you think the opposite and be like, fuck those How? stats, I'm going to rip this apart. Let's mm. roll. Yep. And then you make a plan, put it in place. Like and then action it and go and think and learn and grow your knowledge and do stuff, of course you'll yeah. be not one of these statistics that she's talking about. And again, this is like general population mm. that article is written to, right? But yeah, it's, as I said at the back end of that first article, if I am not these things, I don't want to be told like, oh, hey, you're not white and you're not a man. Yeah. Sorry, like, fuck that, you know? And this article could go on forever with someone else could write a similar one being like, oh, hang on, here's some other things. Don't grow up in a small town. Don't grow up in Somalia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, like I got up to Auckland. It was like, oh, where'd you go to uni, mate? Oh, Massey Uni. Oh, Massey, <laughs> Massey Uni. I'm like, what, what's wrong with Massey Uni? They're like, oh, sorry, we, we went to Auckland. Got uni. to Auckland and it was an hour drive. Mm. You know, like the, the list could go on forever. Yeah. Started an accounting practice, uh, older accountant. Oh, oh, well, mate, like problem is for you, you're a bit young for this. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll struggle out there. I to got get told clients. That, yeah. yeah. Oh, like if you believe this shit, it will happen. Yeah. It sucks balls. Like <laughs> yeah, it absolutely sucks. And 
you know, but the funny thing is, I can jump on YouTube, 21-year-old dude living in some random country, multi-millionaire, he's amassed 10 million bucks in wealth. I'm like, and he'll explain you step by step how he did it. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe I got going a little bit slow. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, what, uh, what were they up to here? Yeah. And you often say, but the internet's brought us a wealth of information that we can go and get the answers. And this lady that's written this article is benefiting from this as well because she probably gets paid to do this article, which will then get read by a lot of people, mm. which will help line her pocket so that she can pay her rent so she can write another article complaining about how she can't be like the person in the first article. Mm. But we all get to choose what we want in our life. You may not want to have 20 houses to like a beach house. You might just want to have a real chilled, humble life. Like In my opinion, if that's what you're working towards and that's what you achieve, you are successful. You are rich. You are wealthy. Like, if that's how you feel, yeah. then fucking mean. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, bugger, you're, you're a female and you're not white. Like, you're you buggered there on the first two. Do you want some more reasons why you can't be? Yeah. Like, that's just tainting people's minds. At some point in your life, you're allowed to be like, I achieved everything that I wanted to. That's pretty cool. Mm. Like, you don't have to be like, the opposite of that is like, oh, the reason I didn't get to the next level is because I'm a woman. Like, you just leave excuses in front of everything. Yeah. That means you didn't get to the level you wanted, so either go back and keep trying or, like, enjoy the success that you have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think um, that's actually a good point about what success and wealth is. Yeah. Like, man. There's a saying, like, the person who wants to be homeless and is homeless is successful. 100%. Yep. Like, that is a true fact, man. Yeah. Like, and everyone, just because, and because we're all individuals and we've all got our own problems and things going on, and everyone has a different version of what they want. Mm. And that's mint. Because if we're all the same, the world would be very boring. Boring shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. You yeah. had some notes, mate. Have you gone quiet on those? I thought you did some digging. Well, I found out who this lady was. Okay. And I dig into her other articles. Um. I ended up finding a podcast and I listened to her on the podcast and um, I felt a little bit sorry for her because it sounds like she's had some really bad experiences with social media oh. getting hated. Um, like in lots of articles that she was writing, she was calling men like toxic and all this stuff. And oh, then no. she said Facebook's a cesspit for... I can't remember, but it was very, very negative stuff. Um, but I found a really cool one where it was about how she changed her life. And it was basically about how she got offered by one of the founders of Substack, which is basically like a... Pay to write. Yeah, yeah pay to write freelancing journalist type thing, you know. Yep. Um, and she got offered to do that. And she that allowed her to give up her sort of like she had 15 different contracts with different places doing opinion pieces, you know, and then she could focus her energy into one place and I thought that was a pretty cool story, which um, is funny because she put time and effort in and then got something out of it after a certain amount of time, which is like the the growth mindset sort of approach that she's dissing half the time, like she went and did it herself and achieved something really cool and now she said it's changed her life. Interesting. And now she has to spend more time with the kids. She she doesn't have to worry about being in like nasty Facebook groups and comments on her stuff and 
Yeah. She said, like, it's completely changed her life. So I thought, ah. Oh. Some wealthy person's probably owns fucking Substack. It's very. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a... I feel like like a lot of this is incentivized by getting clicks and selling advertising, right? Yeah, well, admittedly, all she's doing is just going, she's read that article and gone, nah, mate, you've oversimplified getting wealthy. Mm. And like, I, I get messages and stuff like that every now and then I kind of go like, oh, I just don't think like that, so then I don't, because I try to stay away from that path so much. And, mm. you know, if I were to get up and read a, an article like this, I'm not going to finish reading this and be like, but fuck, you, man, I'm inspired to get out there and get after it today. I'm like, oh, man, this <laughs> all of this shit is uh, pretty grim. You have to be so careful with, like, statistics and data because you can manipulate it. Like, if, you know, I, I've, I could be told, like, mate, you're never going to succeed doing mortgages in Hobsonville. Like, out west, fuck. Yeah. Houses are shit. Houses are small, you know. Like, why aren't you at Remuera? Yeah, the, the loan you know, is way bigger. The yeah, house is yeah, worth yeah. way more. Yeah, you know, like, so, you, you can, and you can let this shit consume you mm. because there's certain facts that are true in that data that says there's more property value in Remuera than Hobsonville. Yeah. You know, that is a fact, but it, you just got to be so careful how you absorb this and then help it make your decisions. Yeah. Because <laughs> it can get... Real negative, real fast, and really lock you up and stop you from moving forward. Yeah, and like I'm not directing this at this lady because I don't know what she's got, like her thing. You know, like this article is sweet. Like it's the other side of old mate's article, and I think um, you you want to be careful who you take your advice from in terms of don't look for answers about things that you want in your life from people who have clearly given up or quit on the. A, their own goals or the goals that you'd like to have. Mm. So if you say, you know, like if that property in Omaha, for instance, that $8 million property. Um, Shit, that's, how, that's hanging in your mind, isn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> it's just my recent example of, it, A, it's possible because someone's done it, mm. so it has to be. But if I go to someone and say like, hey, and, they, and they've like, they're, they're still renting, etc. I shouldn't say still renting because I, I rent, uh, but you know, they, 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 they don't want to get on the property ladder. They believe that you can't do that, all that sort of stuff. And I say, man, like it'd be wicked to buy this. But like, you, no, it's, unpo- it's impossible. You you cannot do that. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, true, okay. Like that's, yeah, I'll, I'll burn that dream. And that's how dreams get crushed. crushed yeah. But this is all of the fucking movies and shit that we go through that we watch and they get told this and then they go, no. Like I will play in the NBA. Like I yeah. am too short, but I will still make it. Yeah. Or I'm too small and I'll make the All Blacks or whatever they overcome. And we're like, yeah, man, I love this person. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But we forget this shit. And then we end up just being like, oh, yeah, man, like for my life, yeah, I'll just, I'll just accept that it's probably not going to happen for me. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, I feel like maybe I've been like into this way of thinking too long, but I feel like there's enough um, evidence and, and stories and ins- inspiration around from you know, business people and sports people and even in New Zealand, like, there's some cool stories to to tell you that, like, fuck the stats. Yeah, nice. You know, like, there's heaps of things that have, people that have come from nothing and achieved something or, you know, struggled struggled at their sport and then, like, the other day we turned on um, the tennis thing about, it's like the drive to survive for okay. tennis. 
and um, that Nick Kyrgios guy's out the gate. Eh? Yeah. But, like, he was like, I was just never any good. And then, it like, I liked tennis and I just kept playing. But at, like, 19, I just got muscly just out of nowhere. Mm. Had a growth spurt. And now he's, like, then he became, like, this crazy, super gifted, talented tennis player. Nearly, nearly clocked the whole thing, but partied a bit too hard and stuff like that. But, yeah, there's so many examples of that. Like, mm. you know, people that think that they don't have a chance and then it happens. Yeah. And you've got to be like, they're just a piece of meat walking around like me. And it all starts up here. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that's where this article says, no, it doesn't. It says that it's not just a matter of the mind. But if you tell yourself that, yeah, yep, sweet, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to like believe it before you go out and do it. Mm. And that's a hard thing to learn. And I think that's why a lot of people struggle is because they just haven't learned how to believe that things are possible and then go and reverse engineer how does that become a reality. It comes back to like a lot of the time, like keep like if we're talking about finance and stuff, which we often do, like it comes back to a lot of like the keep the change basics. Like you talk about like stage one, two and three, like you can't go to stage three without doing stage one. You've got to put the habits in place, mm. tidy that shit up, get rid of the credit cards, build a little, you know, savings off to the side. Yep. And, like, you can't just be like, oh, I want to be Elon Musk or I, I want to build the next Amazon. Like, you really have to tidy. Got to go through the levels the, Yeah, the really basics up first. Mm. Um, and, like, tidying up the basics at the beginning, it's, it's hard because it's just as hard as the next level and the next level after that and, the, you know, starting a company and then hiring your first person and all that shit, like paying off your credit cards and putting some savings off to the side is just as hard. But when you think of it, when you close your eyes and think of it and think of it over a big scale, the return doesn't seem as good. So it's like, why is this just as hard as everything but the return is like I'm going to have 10 grand and make no debt? Yeah. You know, like so it's harder to do because of that but you have to do it, eh? like get that stuff Knocked out of the park. There's a big difference between someone who goes, if I have an emergency, I know that I have a four grand credit limit that I can call on if I need to. Mm. And someone who goes, I don't need a credit card anymore because I built a five or four grand emergency fund and I know I don't need a credit card anymore. Mm. That's a completely different person. And they will approach the world completely differently. 100%. They will have a different aura around them. Yeah. The result when you need the $4,000 for an emergency immediately is the same. Yep. But the person and the thought process that goes into it and the effort and the time and the thinking and the planning, the difference between the $4,000 credit card limit and the $4,000 in cash with no credit card, worlds apart. Mm. Funny, yep. eh? And you can't skip the steps. Yeah, that's unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> yes. This is why money evaporates. Because, going back to before, you don't learn the skills of how to get it, so therefore you're not then going to try and learn the skills of how to preserve it. So then when you just get given it, that's why people straight away, they either are like, fuck, I need to get some help with this. Because they know that they're not the person... Yeah. To actually be able to handle that. So if you gave just about every Kiwi a million dollars, they're not actually going to know what to do because they've never even thought 
what would I do if I had a million dollars? How would I ensure that that then doesn't go back to zero, doesn't yeah. even go back to 500,000? I mean, it's a funny thing, right? Like, that's why I'm such a firm believer in capitalism, not socialism, because capitalism actually incentivizes everyone to try and work for themselves and work it out for themselves. Yeah. Whereas, like... Socialism, like let's use that example. If like five million Kiwis give everyone and give everyone a million dollars each, in two years, guess who would have it all? Same people. Same people who have got it now. Mm. You know, like because they have done the time and the effort and learn how to to manage it and understand the value of it and what went into it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and the other part wouldn't. So, yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting one, and I think that's kind of what this buzzword growth mindset is is like that little journey from those little bits and you can actually get it just from doing that not having the from from having the four thousand dollar credit card to no credit card and four grand and that's what gets you into that mind space yeah yeah I think the what I can understand is that you have someone looking at an an older person who's acquired a whole heap of properties and stuff and you just think well I can't do that so that's like easy for you to say. That's fucking bullshit that that was how you were allowed to accumulate wealth when you can see that that's probably going to get unwind, unwound in your lifetime and you're like, fuck, now I'm still, like, I'm not going to be able to do the things that they did. So then we resent yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but there's a whole group of people, I think, in a large group that are like, I just feel like I can't get ahead. And then these these people that have got all this stuff, this isn't fear, but we get taught at school real early on, life isn't fair, but then we forget that somehow. But the narrative, well, I think the the way we're going with this is there's going to be more and more calls to be like, let's just completely flip the system, let's like let's let's change mm-hmm. it and whatever. Um, but no one's that's then if that happens, it's still going to be an experiment, and there'll still be a whole stack of problems. Yeah. And but also, the boomers have got all the cash, right? They've got all the wealth. Yeah, and eventually they're going to pass that down. So if you know that your family are quite wealthy, you should probably start learning some skills about cash preservation and asset preservation and what you want from your life and have some realistic conversations with your family because as Mikey's data pointed out, there's a high chance you'll fuck it up Yeah, because really you just high chance. <laughs> don't know how. And also accept that people may resent you because they may not come from that background Just as well. Just like you resented them before. And also you may be going, well, I'll be getting nothing. And again, like life isn't fair, mm. but don't hate on the other people. It'll only make it harder for you. You've got to like own that and go, well, what do I want from life? It's X, Y, Z. As the path I'm currently on, is it going to take me there? Yes. Fucking mean. Just keep going. Yeah. Don't look over the fence. Don't worry about their shit. Hopefully they invite you to their fucking batch that they inherited. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, and you mug them off one weekend, and then they might not invite you back. You know, just be like, wow, I'm grateful I got to come here. Yeah, fuck, thank God I built some relationships with people that are now inviting me to the inherited batches. Yeah, okay, and then you're back to your life. But you're like, well, I'm still happy. I haven't got a big mortgage. Like, I've got all the things that I want. You're fucking killing it. You're doing well. Yeah, well, I'm not going to buy an eight million dollar property in Omaha, mate. So is it okay if I come visit? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. That'll be cool. Yeah, Jazz just messaged. Should, should we go for dinner with Mikey? I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Like, it's, I always, and this is what I do like about the internet is that, and I'll, I'll read both sides of this, 
these articles because someone sent this to me. So thank you if you're listening, you're the person that sent this to me. I hadn't seen it. I wouldn't go on the spin-off. I never go on, on there. So I would never have seen this story. Someone's like, hey, I assume heaps of people are sending you this. Cause that, that obviously, and I was like, no, no one has. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. I thought, Mike and Mike, we've got to do a pod about this side, yeah, you know, yeah. the way that this person sees the world. But go back to the podcast, the two books that you want to, that you should read in 2023. The, the book around paradigms will teach you. That shit's so good, eh? Bob Proctor, man. Yeah, about how you see the world. Like, yeah. it will just keep showing up. The way that you think it is and you believe it to be, it will keep showing up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always tell that story about how I was going down Queen Street on my scooter and I bumped into that lady and she fucking lost the plot at me. Yeah. And if I then see the world as, okay, all people will react like that. Like, that is probably what I will start to see, right? Yeah. But I was coming to work the other day and this dude does the exact same thing. Headphones on, didn't look, just stepped straight into me. I'm hard on the brake. Stop it before <laughs> I get to him. No rain, so I don't even touch him. And he's like, takes his earpods off. He's like, fuck, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry, man. He's like, thanks, bro. Because he's like, I had no awareness I was about to get. Yeah. But And it's two polar opposite people. So different. This dude is like, I'm, I've contributed to this. I'm going to apologize. And he's, he's like full of smiles. Yeah, and grateful. <laughs> yeah. Old mate is like, you're a piece of shit. Look what you've like, how, you know, what do you mean? Am I okay? Like they're just out the gate the other way. Yeah. And that's what makes the world so beautiful, right? That there's this massive divide of like where people sit. Yeah. I think I know which side I'd be on though. Yeah. And I've tried like both sides. Yeah. And that side of the anger and shit is so draining. And you don't get anything, and you vibrate negatively. It's really hard to say to someone in those shoes, but it really doesn't serve you. Hey, here's 500 bucks. I'd love to shout you some counselling. It'll be the best thing you do for the rest of your life. Go and explore <laughs> what's going on. Your life could be better. Yeah, it just doesn't serve you to be upset with stuff, eh? I just... Nah. Nah. Um, yeah, this article, mate, in summary... Um, I can't really disagree with like her data and stuff because obviously she's backed it up and studied, but I completely disagree with the narrative. And yeah, there you go. Keep your mind tidy, people. Look after yourselves. Don't let any article you read be a reason for you to give up on the things that you want from your life. That's my takeaway, mate. Easy.